be talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Huber Zizzy, y'all been cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Season 4, episode 19. I mean, we're we're one away from getting out the teens, you know, getting out the pregnancy. All time. Pregnancy, I mean, I mean, it's, it's getting there, it's getting there. So, I, I mean, I am very excited to be back once again, talking about sports, talking about football. It is our first NFL recap. We're going to also talk about that college life a little bit. Big football episode is going to be a lot <laughs> moving forward. But you know what it is. We're going to get into it first and foremost. Brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. www. www. whatever. Not PinnacleSup.com. Go ahead. Check it out. All of your supplements. All your wellness needs. Get your merchandise. Use that Mickey Zizzy discount code. It's going to help you out. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Um, and then on top of that, of course, as always, our main man, Grant Anderson, the G for three on all socials. Go ahead. Check him out. The man is just a basketball, I don't know, park legend, I guess, <laughs> for us. Like, I, I don't I don't know all the labels other than what the ones, you know, I'm going to use like a secret. So, I mean, come on, let's get into it. Mickey Todd, shooter, maybe. smucka, smack, talka. <laughs> um, there is a lot of smack talk to go around this week. Uh, obviously, I, I was down bad. Like, I was sick, plus uh, we'll obviously be talking about that game that broke my soul on Sunday. But overall, a very eventful football week, and I think it's everything that a football fan could have wanted. Fantasy scores are coming in. You know, all the dudes got to start talking about it again, like what happened here or there. Um, definitely some duds and whatnot, so we'll do a little brief, you know, fantasy stuff here and there to talk about the podcast. Fantasy and the pick give you a quick update about that, which actually this time include those cats that also did, hey. did actually join, but... Super exciting first week uh week recap for this NFL season. But first, the Mark Mason person of the week. Yank, who you got? Mark Mason person of the week is going to Mr. Michael Mercado. Uh is actually uh, my tattoo artist. Uh because uh the, the next one is officially coming as of next Yerp, week. Let's go. So pretty excited for that. We were in studio this week looking at like just doing the layout, doing designs. Uh, I'm excited. It's gonna it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a big one. I'll wait for everyone to actually get to see it before we talk about exactly what it is. But I'm excited, man. It'll be a good one, especially for like us and the boys in the group. I, it, it'll everyone will be part of it. It'll be a good time. Yeah, buddy. Um, obviously, I love a little bit of ink therapy. Um, I got mine coming <laughs> at the probably end of October, so I got hey. a little two for. I'm gonna get my leg and my back done. But uh, we love hearing that. But my person. Uh, the week's up with the little brother, Travis Hines. Hasn't really got shouted out on this podcast that much, but he's over there crushing life uh, with his girlfriend. He's working real hard, making much money. They live on their own now. Uh, so super happy for them. And we're also going to go see the Hawks play this okay. uh, weekend. So we get a little, little brother bonding time. Uh, super excited to go see him. And obviously we're going to see the other boys who are tailgating out there. But we're going to go cheer on the Hawkeyes this weekend. So I get a live... Uh, live viewing of hopefully we put up more than 25 points but uh, are we are we doing it like the wedding is there a live bet happening <laughs> on the game shoot Dude. <laughs> might have to um no uh not yet but uh let's jump into this week and ladies and gentlemen we're gonna start off slow so we're gonna start off with college football before things get way too crazy but this might sound a little crazy yank i'm gonna kind of come off kind of crazy uh, crazy, okay. crazy. uh, 
the Colorado State coach, who I have no idea who his name uh, is, goes, when I talk to adults, I take my hat and sunglasses off. All right, talking about Coach Prime. Are you kidding me? Two things. First of all, that's childish. We're in the 21st century. It don't matter if you got sunglasses, necklaces, hats. You got tattoos. It don't matter, Yank. Okay? Adults are adults, and I thought that was super childish on that guy's part. Right? You're just trying to take a stab at Coach Prime, right? Because he does a little bit different, right? Guess what else changed, Yank? We don't wear suit and ties on the sidelines, right? George Hallis ain't on the sidelines calling out plays in a suit, right? They don't do that no more in the league. All right? Nor in college football. And now you gave the team who thrives off of ammunition, right? Now it's personal. Oh, my soul. When you hear that, you're like, dang. You know, the Michael Jordan. And I took that personal. Or, 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 isn't that the meme? Like, that's scary, right? And I took it personally. That's what it was. I took it personally. So now you gave them the ammunition. They're already going to roll 40 on you. Like, y'all just made it where it might be 50, 60 now. And I think it's Crazy for them to do that. I love Coach Prime Swag. I love what he does with the players. Let them be themselves so that they're more likely to play and try their best. I absolutely love it. And uh, last bit about that is um, I'm just so surprised. Like, we all have those friends that are like, oh, it's go time. Like, once you start trash talking, you're like, dude, don't trash talk him. He's about to go off now, right? You do that in basketball. I'm pretty sure if you did that to, like, DB in basketball, it's like, dude, Really? Right, yeah. he wasn't trying, and now here he goes. You really let the cat out of the bag. But I want to hear your thoughts about that whole fiasco that's going down in Colorado. Uh, I mean, it's it's about to be a fiasco for Colorado State, and I thought that before. I the, honestly, you bringing that up is the first time that I even had heard about it. Honestly, I hadn't even heard about the jabs that he had made. So Jay Norvell, Jay Norvell is the Colorado State coach. Yep. I want to say, um, gotcha. They. I don't know, but all I, I do know that for on loop for the last week, I've heard it's personal, right? Like, uh, we they didn't want to say nothing, but then they had to talk about my boys, and that was personal. Everything about this game, the coach going to talk about me, is personal. Like, we have – I've heard this thing on loop now. I, I love it. I can breathe that. That is the Colorado mantra. And then you're telling me, like, as the other coach – like we talk about bulletin board material. We talk about all that, right? Like you're telling me you haven't seen all these clips about it's personal. You haven't heard about any of this. Your players aren't in tune with any of that. Then you go out and do the exact same thing. Like that's just dumb. They're going to blow them out. They are going to blow. Them I out. hope they do. I hope they hang 60. I'm going to call it now. I think that it was already like a 20 point spread, man. But oh my, it's going to be ugly. And that's my thing. You never want to give those guys the extra edge, the extra bulletin board. Not the pros. Obviously, they're going to go out, you know. Like, then there's some respect. Like, once you lose that respect to the other coach, like, fellas, one, stay in. Here we go. All right, there's a lot of different, you know, veteran coaches well, who never QB do that. Is his but... son. It's not like he, he's going to take it all personal, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, crazy there. Uh, also, a big game was, is Texas back? Yank, Texas upsets Alabama, which our take of them going to college. They still can. They still can go to the college football playoff, okay, because Texas will be a good team. But, Yank, talk to me. What happened to the Crimson Tide? Well, I mean, I came on this episode, like, hyping up Jalen Mil- Milrow, right? I was just – I was totally hype on him. 
His rushing ability. I mean, he does. Even still in this game, when he runs downhill, it is a scary sight to see. But just indecisive, just some confusing decisions. I mean, not the best, not not the best throws, throws into coverage. I mean, just I mean, turnovers that you can't have, throwing right into the numbers of the <laughs> it never really looks good when that's happening. But I mean, get a shout out, Texas, man. Like this is college football. This ain't the pros. Like this is this is about hardest about ta- talent is not always equal on every side of the ball. Like I love it's the college atmosphere. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. But shout them out because they played a hell of a game both sides of the ball, just up and down the field. There was no really give in that fight. Uh, even when Alabama was down, you know, like you still always kind of get that feeling with Bama, like they're never out of it. Yep. Like Texas said, no, I'm going to stomp on the throat and we're going to end it here. So it was great. In a way, it's great to see, right? Like in a, a lot of people are down goes Bama, down goes Bama. We're back. Uh, and I'm, I'm honestly okay with that, you know, like we have seen them win a lot, but – uh, the week of me saying they're going to the college football playoff, would have liked it a little bit later on. The year. <laughs> my best take there, not my best take. I'm saying national champs too. Oh. Yeah, I know you got a long haul there for that take. That might be one of the worst, but uh, like Quinn Ewers, man, 350 for three touchdowns. Like that is a great stat line, nonetheless. But it was against Alabama, one of the most prestigious college franchises, teams, dynasties there ever is, and you do that against a. A girl, a, one of the best teams in the nation. Like, I can't wait to see what Quinn does in these other games. So he's an absolute baller. I know he's been there for a while. Injuries have kind of hurt his season. So I think Texas trying to put it together. No, I don't think they're going to do it, y'all. I'm not saying Texas is going to take the place. You know, they're going to take a place to the college football playoff. But uh, you got to do it. I think when it comes with Quinn, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, like Quinn, it was like the, the stats, the stats are there, right? But the biggest thing is we didn't really talk about it coming into the game was his performance in the game last year up until his injury that forced him to exit the game. I mean, Texas Texas was leading the game. They end up losing on a last second field goal. I mean, if Quinn Ewers plays in that game, they win that one too, if you ask me. I mean, it's just a fully healthy go. I mean, so whether or not it's Texas having their number, whether it's just the quarterback has it figured out, I mean, whatever it is. But Texas has looked great against Alabama the last two years, and then I mean, it, it they punched through. Yeah, exactly, finally punched through. You gotta shine some light there. But that's just our quick little college recap of two of the biggest games, or soon to be game two biggest storylines that I saw. Um, anything on your end for college football? Uh, I mean, I will say, gotta shout out the boys at FSU, looking good, fifty-five and averaging fifty-five game through two. That's fine. Right. I'm I'm on the train take too. It. We'll take it on the train. I'm on the trade as well. And the Hawks won uh, Barnbird 20 to like 13. Um, it was just. Hey, that's Iowa, Iowa State, though. Exactly. The rivalry is amazing. Yeah. Defense got a pick six to pretty much win the game. You know, that's electric when that happens. And uh, special teams are special in that aspect, too. But Hawks got that dub. They got Western Michigan. Should be a W this weekend. But enough on the college. Let's get to the NFL recap. Yeah. Do you want to start us off, or should I? Because you're you're on cloud nine versus your team's. Uh, I mean, I let, let's get the good vibes. Hit me up with it. Give me a rant. I already picked it. I said it's happening. The Miami Dolphins going to Super Bowl type thing. Like it's a vibe. I mean, and now I mean, there's so much to get into. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing. That's what. But just. We are prime. We're prime right now. 
The offense looks amazing, and it's one game. I get it. But whether or not we want to bring up your rants about Tyreek Hill being the most important player on the team, whether we want to bring up my rants from last year about Tua being MVP caliber, whether we want to talk about the dynamic duo, Jalen Wallace, Tyreek Hill, it doesn't really seem to matter. That game itself was a barn burner. The defense is going to have to tighten up, obviously. But when you're going against an elite offense led by Justin Herbert and the weapons that they have, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, everybody, you, you expect it to be a high-scoring game. You're just hoping that your offense can keep up. And honestly, 466 yards, three touchdowns. 200 plus yards from Tyreek, um, 10 plus catches. I mean, it, it speaks for itself. I'm as excited as anybody can be. I truly believe we are a top three team in the AFC. We're a cream of the crop class. We're going to be that competitive as long as everybody stays healthy. It, I'm beyond excited, but it is week one. And I did the same thing last year when we started three, you know, and I freaked out. I ran the entire neighborhood. When we started 3-0 last year, I'm going to cool it just, just now. But do I expect us to absolutely blow out New England on Sunday night? You're damn right. You're damn right. Uh, you have all that right to talk to talk. I mean, my point just grows and grows. Tyreek Hill, MVP, like 215 for two? Like if he keeps that stat lineup, it's about time we give the wide receiver or some other position. I have to go get a new jersey hung up in here. All right, right? Yeah, yeah. I might go get a jersey if Tyreek Hill goes gets an MVP. Dang gummit. Uh, no, he is one of the best players in the NFL and it's great. Tua can just make those throws and Tua had a phenomenal game too. Um, on the flip side, like Herbert didn't do necessarily anything great. Austin Eckler is a dog though. Like he is the reason why people, you should have picked him in fantasy 117 for a touchdown, um, rushing there. And then receiving, he had 47 and only one touchdown for Herbert though. With like scoring 34 points, you thought, you know, it'd be a barn burner Tua ahead had three Herbert only had one. Oh, so the rushing yeah. attack was a thing. And I, I get it. Like, yeah. obviously, you got to pass the ball to get downfield. Well, I, I was going to say, like, I feel like they passed the ball fine. They just, yeah. like, they would get inside the 15 and Eckler's taking it in. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, so I think overall, I mean, those are both really, really good teams. I think Miami, especially with Buffalo's struggles. I mean, we're going to talk about that game, obviously, later. But, like, with their struggles, Miami can make that jump to the top three. They can be in contention for that AFC championship. And I hate saying that, game because you're a Dolphins fan. The Dolphins are fun to root for, oh, right? Baby, bring it on! What do I love? I love speed. I love how fast people yes, go. Sir. And yeah, Legion of Zoom. I, 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 I respect it. Like I'm calling a spade a spade. I ain't gonna say it. like they are have a legit chance if he could stay healthy. That's my only thing. Yep. Yep. No, it's a it's a big thing. I'm really really got a good angle looking at the division wise. If you ask me, uh, this is all week one, right? We can be like Stephen A. It's fluid. It's fluid. But like. I'm just saying, it, it is very good vibes in Miami right now. You're looking at the schedule. I mean, yeah, we have a tough schedule, especially on that back half. But the next five games, next five, six games, got a chance to get off to a really good start. Oh, yeah. Skip. Have you seen the new first take stuff? Shana keeps calling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep that's calling. awesome. I love it. I love uh, Skip's new show, too. Obviously, we're not going to highlight too many of those other podcasts. But I'm going to watch it, it with them breaking ties. Let's make that transition into your own conference, into your own division, the Bills versus the Jets. Obviously, the big storyline. Let's, let's put a pin in it. We're, we're going to come back to it. But the Bills, what happened? Josh Allen fell apart. First off, it ruined one of my fantasy leagues. I was up 23 points. Jets defense put up 26 because of Josh Allen. So I got some bad beef with the Bills. All right. Karma came my way, Yank, because I, 
I was Bro, off the Bills being last year. Fantasy, holy heck! Yeah. Um. So two thirty six for a touchdown and three interceptions, and he had a fumble. That's not winning football. When they went out there, they did not look confident, right? Stephon Dix still had 100 yards, 10 receptions, and a touchdown. Like, that is their only offense. Their next receiver to have the most receptions is Gabe Davis with two. They're a run-trick pony right now, and that's why I kind of hopped off the bandwagon of making them go to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen is great, but if he's struggling, right, they got no run game, right? Uh, James Cook, not going to believe in him. Sorry. But the Bills are going to struggle, and they have to really beat a team by 21 for – all these people to get back on like, all right, the bills are legit. They have a shot. My eyes, they are on life alert trying to save their season. I know it's week one, right? Beautiful. All this and that. But, uh, and then the jets, I mean, they got it done. The punt return for a touchdown. Absolutely electric. That was amazing. You know, me and special teams, but, uh, and then the biggest thing about the jets, sorry, and then I'll let you talk is Robert Salah, right? That's their coach was one of the first dudes to run on the pile. Like, I love that man. Like, that's awesome. Like, oh, I got so much more respect Gibson, to the Jets. Xavier Gibson? Yeah, he's running out there like, let's go, let's go. I know he was big on hard knocks. They actually thought out. he threw him down. I know it was the exactly. player. Exactly. So, like, oh, like no, that's man. exciting that he is so excited to see the Jets do this, especially with all the emotions of 9-11 with our pin we'll talk about in just a second. But I like that Jets, man, and the Bills game without the big – I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the game was was without the pin, so it's fine. Uh, I will say that Zach Wilson's obviously still got a lot to develop on that side of the ball, but like, can we talk about the early return of Brees Hall? Like, off of the fresh off the ACL injury, the man is absolutely electric. I mean, I want to say he had like a sixty yard carry that he broke. Yeah, I think it was eighty five. Was it that long? I mean, geez, like either way, he had. He had yardage. He might have broke the 100-yard barrier already in week one, and he barely really even played or had that many carries. So that's super promising for them moving forward. I expect to lean on him and Dalvin heavily moving forward. Um, Garrett Wilson, absolute dog. I've never seen somebody play defense and offense like that really in the NFL with one hand and still get the catch for a touchdown. That was pretty damn impressive. Um and then on the Bills side, dude, like I mean, the defense played. Matt Milano is a dog at linebacker. He is a dog. He's one of my favorite guys to watch at that position right now. Tredavious White did his thing for the most part. I mean, they, they, they had pressure. They were all over the offensive line. Like they were, they were doing their thing. They were fine. But on offense for us to come in the game, especially with how it started, like he throws the early touchdown to Stefan Diggs. They look like they get out to an early lead. Looks like they're rolling, obviously, with the big pin. Um, <laughs> I just am saying, like, it looks it's, – it's feel, you're feeling good. You're looking – but, like, to end up with three picks and in the fashion that they did, there was a couple where he's just on the run. He's trying to make something happen, throwing out of bounds. Either throw it out of bounds, dish it to the person five feet in front of you that's wide open. Don't throw it into double coverage 60 yards downfield on the run across your body. I just don't understand the decision-making. I mean, there is a reason why Josh Allen has led the league in turnovers over the last two seasons since he, and I want to say it's even since he's entered the league, he has the most turnovers. Like it's, it's not a great look like, yeah, all the special plays, the talent is definitely there, but if you turn the ball over, I mean, that differential is everything in a, in a pro sport. And that's where you win the ball game is if you have a better uh, high uh, plus turnover ratio, you're going to be good. He, he was putrid. That is my definition for Josh Allen. Putrid. putrid. All right. No, I 
I totally get you. But the last part about this game, Inc., let's pull that pin. Aaron Rodgers out for the rest of the year. And you know what? I feel so bad. Like, truly from the bottom of my heart. Like, even for, like, Packers fans, I know they don't get the pick. Like, all that aside, like, the dude seemed happy, right? I heard so many reports, Pat McAfee saying, he's the happiest he's been, right? He has this. He's being a new leader. He's got a new light. Like, the dude just wanted to go play football with some guys. Like, he had good relationships. And, like, seeing that injury, dude, I walked around kind of scared the next day. I was like, ooh, I don't want my foot to, like, my left calf was kind of freaking out. I'm like, don't Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's been a little tight lately. And I'm like, ooh, hang on. I know. I'm like, whoa, come on now. Like, I am just so scared. And it is so disgusting. It's like, oh. And um, the thing was, is, like, I don't know about you, but, like, watching it, like, you knew. He knew. he knew right away too. He knew like that whole moment of him getting back up and just looking at the sideline of the stadium. Like that was him already like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. that Like, let me take this moment in for a second. Cause Holy hell. Like I, I couldn't process it. What killed me uh, is when Garrett Wilson talked about seeing him at halftime or whatever. And like Aaron already pretty much knew like he went up to him, he's like, "Hey, bro, like, hope you're all good, like, whatever else, like, you know, like the reassurance scene just hits him, and he looks at him and is just like, "I'm sorry, kid," like, like he wanted that man, like, and he feels for the team, he feels like he's letting them down, like you said, like the I couldn't imagine the scale of that, like you're four plays in, you're seventy seconds into, yeah, it seventy seconds, yeah, like, and that whole the entire season's gone, and the entire hopes. For the team are different. Like 100%. they're they're on they're now hoping to make a playoff spot. Their next game is against the Dallas Cowboys. I know, and they we'll talk that about is, that. Is that is a nightmare for Zach Wilson? So I, I feel for the entire team. I feel for the fan base, man. Like you know, all the Jets fans too are like always so skeptical, like something bad's gonna happen, whatever else, and then they see him run on the field holding the flag. It's real. Oh, that moment. That moment was kind of cool. It it was. I almost wish that he got there, like, did the wave at the end. Oh, I would have freaked out. But, uh, yeah, to end like that, heartbreaking, man. There's nothing. Even no matter how you feel about Aaron Rodgers, that is awful to watch. Yeah, 100% is, and I apologize for me. I promise I am listening to Rascal. We're getting a little practice, I guess, with the kids. But uh, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, it is so sad, and, like, I, like, actually feel sad. And, like, that is terrible. You never want to see it. But, like, you know, after the darkness comes the dawn, like, I'll be back. Woo! That's kind of – all right, all right, all right. That's kind of I mean, sweet. But, um, but, like, when – like, think about it. Like, every sports media outlet for months, six months or whatever – has been talking about this every day, every other day. Yeah, that's how it ends in 70 seconds. It's just, it, that is insane. It really is. But uh, what's the second team you're going to talk about? And then I'll talk about my last team. Uh, for me, it was going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, good, 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 good. I wanted to touch light on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to talk about them, but we can definitely bring up some other teams or go through our little speed round and whatever else. But or we can talk, talk about them too. Let's talk about them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, let's talk about it. Hit me with it. A goose egg? 40 to 0, 90 <laughs> game? How many times have I told you on this show? Daniel Jones does not deserve the bag. Two interceptions and 100 yards. Mr. Yankovic, are you joking? That might be my best take of the year. Dang gummit. Dude, 
atrocious, right? And I get it. Saquon had a fumble. He only had 50 yards. And I get it was raining, but it was raining on both sides. But that Cowboys defense is just running around crazy. Like, that defense looks scary, scary good, right? Vander Esch, you have Stephon Gilmore, you have Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. Like, dude, it's crazy, right? Force fumbles out the wazoo as well. Um, all names, name people aside, right? Tony Polly showed, hey, there's a reason why why he's league left. 70 yards and two touchdowns, like, that's great. And then you still get Rico Dowell, like, 24 yards. Like, that's good out of a running back, too, right? A not, no-name running back number two. Like, that's what you want. Take some plays off, Tony. All right, let this guy cook a little bit. And that receiving core, I'm not too not too hyped up about it, but, like, they're getting the job done. I mean, CeeDee Lamb was 77. Um, was kind of the big number there, but and Dak though, <laughs> we're talking all this trash about Daniel Jones. Dak only had one forty three for nothing, but you didn't need to do anything, Yank. Right? You really didn't need to do much because Tony Pollard was running the rock. The defense was scoring, um, absolutely insane. But I think the target is too big on the Cowboys now. I don't think they're gonna rise to that. Like, oh, the Cowboys are real. They're the top team in the NFC. Like, they're not gonna be that team. They're gonna fall off. But, like, week one, I'm happy. I mean, I'll tell you this. They looked like the best team in the NFL for week one, for week one. Uh, You don't shut people out very often, if ever, in the NFL. And you definitely don't do it looking like that. That was embarrassment. That was absolute (laughs) disrespect. Uh, and it wasn't even like done in a malicious way. They just completely owned the game. And when it talks about the defense, like you brought up the names that are on there, but it's the way they were attacking New York with a 30 point lead in the fourth quarter. Like you are, they are swiping at balls. They are punching at ball balls out. They are making plays behind the line. They have seven sacks on Daniel Jones. They get another three quarterback hits on Tyron Taylor when he comes in the game. Finally, by the way, Giants, what are you doing? Get him out of the game. But why? Yeah, he needs why? To practice. I don't no, know. Daniel Jones needs to practice. Yeah, um, he. Uh, it, it was ugly, but it was just. I mean, scrap the whole game when you want to talk about offenses, honestly, for both. Like, the Giants, it was terrible as you can be. Scrap it, move on, week two's another day. For the Cowboys, like, you didn't have to do anything. You were winning by just the defense alone. The the, the script was to run the ball, which Tony Pollard did look great. The offensive line looked really good um passing i mean i've been saying i think dak has fallen off but at the same time like they didn't need to throw but what what i can take from it is cd lamb had 70 yards in a game where they didn't need to throw like dak had 160 yards and cd had 70 of them okay like watch out for him in a game where they really do need something so I, i do i do like everything that i saw from dallas i think they were the best looking team in the nfl but like let's scrap some of it and see what happens when we get some real competition for both these teams. Oh, yeah. Um, I think with the Cowboys, uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, you do talk about that downfall of Dak Prescott. It was our first season. We talked about him. Should he get paid the bag? And, you know, it's kind of that result. Like, he got paid, and he's only taking us to the second round of the playoffs. Like, come on now. Um, but, like, that's still great. Like, you can't really get that mad. I mean, when your team goes to the playoff that much, you could be getting the first-round draft pick and still lose to your arch rival. Um, but, uh, absolutely crazy. 
Um, but yeah, let's move on. Move on. Let are we ready? I got my last team, and then uh, it, it. Yeah, I'll talk about my last team, and then I think you'll have one more. I'll let you kind of bring up one more team we can really digest, and then we'll hit it with our lightning round. All right, Mister Yankovic, and we'll talk about our beat the podcast people in. All right, all right, we yeah. Let's cook it. All right, Chicago Bears. Since 2018, nine games straight, we've lost to this team. Yank, Haley and I have been together. I've never seen a Bears W. Come on, I'm man. Sorry, dude. Dude. And like, I believe. That the worst them. part of it was new quarterback, like new spark for us, all these new pieces, and we went and laid a dud. We made Jordan Love look like some all-star quarterback, and I hope he has a really bad week this week. All right? I really do. Okay. But that's just my hatred for the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones just cooked. I mean, he had 40 yards on the ground, 80 in the air. He had two touchdowns. Like, he was the main focus of it. When he was in, I was like, dang, we're not doing well. But let's flip the entire thing. Chicago, you have to throw the ball vertical. Justin Fields, you have to throw the ball vertical. He threw it great to the sides, like a lot of good out routes, corner route when we scored to Darnell Mooney, right? You had, like, the screen game. He did well running. I mean, he had 60 yards on the ground. And you know, only four sacks, but 200 yards, touchdown and interception isn't going to cut it. And when you get a, you trade your number one draft pick, Yank, and target the guy only twice in DJ Moore, twice, this guy's supposed to be your number one. And Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney had seven apiece. Come on, man. You can't do anything. Go trips to the right, send him on a solo dolo and let him just have a jump ball or speed or something. A sli- Anyway, I'm hurt, but. I had a lot of time to just like digest my feelings and it's bounce back week. Your biggest uh, growth of the team is from week one to week two. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to show the team. Like everyone is now left. All the like hype is left. And now they can just focus on themselves and go be a great football team. I'm all the way back on the bears. We're good. We're going to get our first W against Tampa Bay. We're going to go down to Tampa Bay and go get it. That's my bears recap extended version. An extended recap for sure, just <laughs> just from your extension of your emotions that I got to witness on on Sunday. Uh, it was a letdown. Uh, I was just as surprised. Um, not, I mean, it just it just looked disorderly on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Justin Fields still has. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I don't know if it's the line not being there because the line is just not. Jackson Jones was not good. He had three holding penalties. Himself. Yeah, so the line is just not looking great. I mean, DJ Moore was kind of shut down, but I can't tell if that's a just if that's a effect or cause and effect. You know, the rest of the offense. I just there's still so much to be improved. There's so much to be desired, but at the same time, like it, there there's better pieces, and it should be better than last year at a time. Like for a team that we saw that was scoring like 30 points a game at one point. Like, so I know it's there, but to be there on a consistent basis is everything in the NFL. So we're waiting to see it. I'm not jumping off the complete bandwagon for them to be better this year. I think they're going to still be better this year. Um, Now the whole playoff run and everything that you're talking, that's different, but I do expect them to be better. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I like, I like a potential bounce back. I mean, we'll see. 
We'll see what we got going with the picks and all that. Yeah, last thing too, like third down, they were so good on third down. It was stupid. We'd stop them, stop them, third and 12, third and nine, third and six, and they go get the first down. I'm like, come on, man. Like, that's the drive killer. Like, that's don't let, don't let the drive. score of this Green Bay game, like anybody that was watching it, like they're going to be like, oh, the Packers just smacked the Bears across the field. Like, no, it was not really like that at all. You guys gave away – the ball and and great field position for them. You they have a defensive touchdown in the game. Like I mean, that's points right there. You take that away. I mean, the game was a lot closer than what the score showed. I will say that. Yes and no. We were down by a touchdown pretty much the entire game, a two touchdowns. So, um, I yeah, big bounce back week. But any other teams you want to talk about before we do lightning round? Uh, for me, it would just be the Niners. Okay. Oh, I got a good, yeah, quick take on that one. For the Niners, man, they just, they never cease to amaze me with how just consistently solid all around that they are. I mean, the defense is one of the strongest in the NFL. We kind of knew that coming in, but nobody wanted to really acknowledge it or talk about it still. That's still a thing. Um, Regardless of what you thought of the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it was preseason hype or whatever else, I mean, they shut them down. Uh, for the majority of that game, Christian McCaffrey with an entire offseason, that dude is explosive. I mean, 159 on the ground, I want to say like over 50 or 40 or 50 receiving. I mean, the, the dude is an absolute stud. 200 all purpose yards for your first game with a full offseason. I mean, that tells me everything I need to know. Brandon, are you welcome to the breakout season? It's about time. We've been waiting on it for a season or two, but. I think it might just be here. And maybe that's just because of his report with Brock Purdy. Who knows? But that's another guy. Brock Purdy. You know, it's funny you didn't talk like nearly anything about the Steelers. And that's what they did though. Like they didn't deserve to be like talked about. Like, I'm not trying to say like it's a bad thing, but Kenny Pickett, right? Pickett twice. Okay. Two interceptions, one touchdown. Najee Harris really they didn't have a first down until three minutes left in the second quarter. Like, come on, dude. Allen Robinson, I forgot he was not even on the team, right? That receiving core is actually good. Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens. And now we got Deontay Johnson injured? Like, oh, come on. You know, like that defense really didn't do much. They let Brock Purdy cook. Other than TJ Watt, I felt like TJ Watt was the only person playing for the Steelers. Yes, because what, he had two sacks that game or three? Three or something. Three. Three in the first half. Yeah, he had three in the first half. Okay. And the thing that's awesome about the 49ers is they don't need a good quarterback. Brock Purdy is efficient, and that's but all. But he has been great. We can't deny that. He's been a great. And, like, we have Christian McCaffrey going off, like we said. Like, that's amazing. And then a yuck, right? I remember talking trash about him in the first yeah. season, too. Like, a yuck? Who? Like, I, I got to eat my words because he's balling right now. And, like, they still have Debo Samuel. Remember that guy? Yeah, he's pretty electric. He's, he's the dude. So, I mean, they are a – jack-of-all-trades type of team, and they're going to be scary. They are going to be the number one seed, if not the Eagles, in the NFC. To me, those two teams, I can, like, you know, really, really get me. Yeah, I could probably say, like, if you wanted to go with my prediction, I'd already said the Dolphins. I can't remember in the NFC, but I would definitely probably lean Eagles or Niners. After week one, yeah, I think they're the most scary team of the NFC. For sure. I'm glad you brought that up. But, yeah, Brock Purdy, man, like, go off, Mr. Irrelevant. Two touchdowns in every regular season start, undefeated in the regular season. Talk to the guy, Mr. Irrelevant who? I'm Mr. Relevant. Oh, yeah. Um. So, Yank, uh, we're going to do a quick shout-out to beat the podcast, quick shout-out to the pod uh, to the fantasy, and then lightning round. You ready for all this? Absolutely. Get at it. 
Yank, some newcomers into Beat the Podcast. Welcome, Tyler Frazier. Welcome, Colton Clark, Brock Flack. Welcome, Sierra Bisso. And I think that's it. Those four are newcomers. Oh, we got the new names. And then we returned everybody, right? Welcome, returned a lot. I think one or two people didn't join, but I think we have 25, 26. So that is amazing. They all got their picks in. Um, And the week one winner. The wife, Haley Hines. I know. Right underneath my nose. Oh, under our noses. She said, I didn't think I did that good. Are you kidding me? I actually thought about it. I'm like, oh, that's not a good pick. And she balled. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, the fantasy. Fantasy football. We're going to do a quick recap about that as soon as I pull it up. But, y'all, fantasy football is back. Go check it out. It's amazing. And Yank, give us your quick recap of your fantasy football week. How did it go? Uh, it went fantastic. Uh, probably as good as it could have possibly gone. I will say, I, I'm a. I, am I an addict? If I'm in eight leagues, yeah, I, I, I I'm probably. in five, so you're good. <laughs> I'm in eight leagues, but I didn't. I did win all eight, so that wow, was I went three and two. <laughs> Um, so yeah, real quick about that. Mason scored the most points with 168 against Haley. Absolutely crazy. I had 142. I'm really happy and I have a quarterback problem there. And then off to his, you scored 147. So five more than me. I mean, the top three dudes in the league the past three years, we're, we're there. We're talking. So, uh, you're back, baby. Familiar faces. And Mason, Mason's always there, man. He's got, he's got that team and he will be in yank. Let's cruise through this lightning round you were right lock of the week was detroit lions to upset the kansas city chiefs no kelsey no jones l for the chiefs lions win 21 20 absolutely i mean the the chiefs are still going to be a force to be reckoned with down the road but i mean the detroit lions are here they are real give them the credit for credit is due give me that lock that's a take of the year Take of the year. Uh, next game, 24 to 10. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers. This is kind of a snoozer, but shout out to the Falcons. Bijan Robinson, kind of real. Kind of a snoozer, but yeah, Bijan, that first touchdown, pretty. So pretty. And Bryce Young, impressed. Pretty impressed, man. Like, and welcome to the jungle. Three to 24. The Browns win, huh? What? Trouble in Burrow? Uh oh. Jay Cool, you got to get it fixed. Well, I mean, Joe Burrow, 82 yards, right? Highest paid player in the NFL. Come on now. Got to be a little bit better. Going out. 31-21, Jacksonville Jaguars win over the Colts. Jags are back. Hype train. Let's go. They're back. Ridley. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Vikings 2017. Tampa upset. Baker, talk to me. It's Kirk Cousins. We know this. Uh, Saints win 16-15 over the Titans. Snoozer. Meh. Derrick Henry still a dog. 2016, the Commanders beat the cordless back Cardinals. Many men. Uh, <laughs> uh, lightning strikes 25 to 9. The Ravens win. And I've been telling y'all about Zay Flowers. He looked real good. He's about to blossom. Yeah, he looking pretty good. He, he got a little blossom to him. I will say overall, a little sloppy both sides. CJ Stroud, not a bad debut, but we'll get there. We will get there in 1716W for the Raiders. Which is kind of surprising. Jimmy G's a winner. He's just a winner. All right. He is. You add that is a, a great stat. He is a winner. Doesn't matter about how much, but in the stat book, that is a W to the Las Vegas Raiders. And going for onside kick to start out a game. You love seeing that at Sean Payton. 
Um, next up, kind of a barn burner on Tom Brady night. 25 to 20, the Eagles do win. Um, it was a very emotional night, and I think they slowed down, thought they were just a better team, and kind of played around with their food. So I think it was a lot closer than it should have been. And obviously we'll see tonight how well the Eagles can do. Absolutely. Uh, I would say, I mean, this is the defending NFC champs. Looked a little sloppy coming out, but I was more impressed with the past game of the of the Patriots. Like, they just looked much improved as an offense against what should be a tough defense in the Eagles. Got to like it. And our last team in the lightning round, the Rams. 30-13 to 13 without Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford back maybe, but I think it's more on that Seahawks defense. Uh, those are going to be two teams they definitely look out for as the year continues on, if the Rams can continue it or if the Seahawks can bounce back. To me, I'd say upset of the weekend right there, to be honest. As far as expectations go, I mean, offense looked a little stagnant for the Seahawks. Defense couldn't stop a cold. A lot of questions. A lot of questions, and that ends our lightning round. I'm trying to highlight all those teams at the very end to make sure we do get to it. All right, and last thing, if you want to come on to the Mickey Zizzy podcast, please do so. Um, hit us up. We'll get you in for an interview. If you want to talk sports, if you want to be on a week recap, hey, we got y'all. Um, but y'all know what to do, Mr. Zizzy. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.